Hey there, everyone. Welcome to episode two of my podcast, Random Song Encounters. I'm your host, Gene Vincent, coming to you from Computer Camp out here in the SoCal Desert, my own personal computer camp. Uh, we're learning everything we can about podcasts and and whatever else related to social media and so on and so forth in order to bring a bigger, better, and kinder podcast to you all. Um, in episode two, we've got a lot of cool tunes to play for you. Hope you're going to enjoy it as much as we do, bringing it to you. And let's get started with something way back in the time machine from 
We drove segment one home with Eating Paper from David Bazan out of Seattle, written by David and his uh, longtime friend Jason Martin, off his second solo album called Strange Negotiations, great album from 2011 on Baruch Records. Uh, again, as I mentioned, this is his second solo album. He was originally uh, and more, most famously associated with being the front man in, uh, uh, of Pedro the Lion, you know, much like Nine Inch Nails with Trent Reznor writing all the music, uh, originally playing all the uh, instruments, so on and so forth. Uh, from 95 to 2006, he's since uh, performed and made some new music with Pedro. Uh, recently, uh, but it's been kind of an on and off process uh, while he continues to perform on a more regular basis under uh, the solo moniker David Bazan. He's also got a couple other side projects that he records under as well. Uh, before that, we heard Careless Memories from Duran Duran out of the UK from their debut album uh, in 1981, also called Duran Duran from EMI Capital. Um, the story there goes uh, with their lead singer, for years and years and years, Simon LeBon was almost replaced uh, right after he was hired by the band uh, due to his inexperience with the studio recording process. He was having all kinds of trouble with putting down the vocals, and they got to the point where the record label was ready to uh, let him go and find somebody else to take his place. But the band decided, you know, for the better for everyone, uh, to stick with him. He got through it, and the rest is history. Uh, the original song we heard from uh, was Baby It's You by Smith out of L.A. Uh, the song was written by the late great Burt Backrack along with Luther Dixon and Mac David off the debut and I think only album uh, called a group called Smith from 1969 out of Dunhill Records. The, the group was uh, discovered by Del Shannon who's also a big star back in the day in his own right, uh, most famously for the song Runaway, uh, one of my wife's favorite songs. Uh, and he arranged this particular track. Uh, it had been originally recorded by the Shirelles in 62 and the Beatles in 63, uh, quite different versions. The Shirelles had the old, you know, 60s girl group uh, R&B style, whereas the Beatles had their, you know, pop rock take on it back in 63 on their first album, Please Please Me. Uh, but Del Shannon decided to, he wanted to go with a more rock blues based version and as it turned out it was a great choice uh, this turned out to be the highest rated version of the the song released uh, over time uh, even being the Shirelles and the Beatles who were both already hits um, so with that uh, we should continue on to segment two uh, we're going to go on to and uh, check in and on some computer com, computer camp love. Here you go.
not time to make a change Just relax, take it easy You're still young, that's your fault There's so much you have to know Find a girl, settle down If you want, you can marry Look at me, I am old but I'm happy
Yeah, okay, there's segment two. We started off way back when with uh, Computer Camp Love from Data Rock out of Norway off their debut album, Data Rock, from 2005. It actually released in the U.S. around 2007 off of their own Young Aspiring Professionals label. Uh, they're known for their signature red uh, jumpsuits that they wear when performing. Uh, there's a pretty cool video of this particular song if you want to check it out. Uh, their, their group name, Data Rock, is named after a Norwegian uh, name for data mainskin, which means computer. Uh, so they just translated it into from computer to data instead of computer rock to data rock. Um, in any case, we went from there to an interesting track by Chris Stapleton, who's a country artist called Midnight Train to Memphis. Now, you know, if you know me at all, I'm not a big fan of modern country. Uh, I'm more of the old country style from, you know, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Merle Haggard, and so on and so forth. That's what I grew up on. Uh, but this particular track, Midnight Train to Memphis, was written by Chris and Mike Henderson from a collaboration they had from a group, a prior group called Steel Drivers in 2008. Um, the original track is a true country uh, tr country track with a banjo lead, whereas this track uh, from the, Chris's third album, From a Room, Volume 2, in 2017, was re-recorded and is totally, a, you know, it's not country. I mean, it's uh, southern blues rock with a good guitar drive and just a great tune. I mean, I picked up on this. I wouldn't have normally listened to something by Chris Stapleton, Stapleton but I happened to be watching an episode of Saturday Night Live back in 2018, and he happened to be the musical guest, and uh, he played this tune on the as the first track in, on the show and uh, had actually had Sturgill Simpson, who's another country artist who does a lot of crossover work playing lead guitar and they just killed this song on uh, on national TV and I just like blew my mind so uh, big fan of, of, of that type of music and it just won me over so had to throw that one in uh, it's it's even though it's references country it's not really a country song so uh, we'll let him slide for that <laughs> third track we heard was father and son by Cat Stevens now who now goes by Yusuf Islam in case you're tracking him down for new music. Uh, goes back and forth between the UK and Dubai. Uh, he wrote the song. It's his off his second album, which I think was the biggest selling album of his career called T for the Tillerman in 1970 on A&M. Um, the song was originally written as part of a project called Revolucia, which was supposed to be some kind of a uh, film soundtrack, part of a film, film con uh, soundtrack or something of that sort. But uh, along during the process, Cat Stevens uh, contract tuberculosis uh, around 1969. Uh, the project got shelved, and the song sat there until, uh, like I say, T. for Tillman came along and recorded it there. Uh, this one bears uh, a more personal meaning for me um, uh, since we've just had our first grandchild, grandson. Uh, we more or less, uh, you know, in listening to the to the song, it's it's done in like a two-part theme where uh, the father's done in the low voice and the son responds to the father's you know, ideals are in the high voice. So it's taken on a little different meaning and a more personal meaning with uh, the birth of our grandson, and and uh, so that's a that's a really meaningful tune to me, at least personally. Last tune we heard was an, an extra track we threw in there, just a little short ditty called Talk Talk from Music Machine out of LA, uh, written by Sean Bonniewell, who was the lead vocalist and front man for the group. Uh, it's a garage rock, rock track, really a uh, 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 great track. Um, it's from their, I'd say their one and only uh, debut album, uh, Turn On the Music Machine, back in 1966. Um, the group was disbanded right after you know the release of the album due to uh, lots of issues with managerial and financial disputes. Uh, they recorded one other album 
they got a partial group got to back together and recorded another album under a different group name, but uh, I never uh, did much more from there. So, um, segment two in the books, and let's just keep the music going and move on to segment three. Start out with uh, the late great Jeff Buckley.
I gotta agree. Woo! Yes, friends and neighbors, they are back. The Hives from their new album, forthcoming album, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons. Uh, the album's actually due out this Friday. Uh, that's the second, uh, I think it was the second single released uh, early off the album. Uh, these guys are one of my favorite groups. They are just crazy good. If you've never seen them live, you got to see them. I mean, they're if you if you're into that kind of music, you know, punkish, hard rock, uh, you know, sonic. Uh, you know, they were in the U.S. earlier this year. They're now touring in Europe. I think they're coming back to the U.S. in November. Uh, I know they've got a, two or three shows in the the L.A. area. I'm going to try and go to one, but you you, you got to see these guys. They are just one of my favorite groups and just out there from uh, from Sweden. Um, the album is uh, The Death of Randy Fitzsimmons is actually based on a imaginary sixth member and manager of the band, band called Randy Fitzsimmons uh, he doesn't exist but they've created this whole thing around him uh, that's been around for a while uh, they finally killed him off <laughs> with this album and he's actually uh, listed as the sole songwriter for all the tracks on the album as well so uh, got to check it out it's got a lot of great tracks they've already released about four singles and again the album's out uh, this friday so uh check it out before that we heard uh, lady by Supertramp uh, out of the uk uh written uh released in 1975 from the album crisis what crisis on a&m records uh written by rick davies and roger hodgson who are the the main writing team for the group uh this was actually a a big follow-up album uh, to their big uh, hit Crime of the Century back in the day. Uh, the A&M group was pushing them to put out a new album right away to follow that up and you know to capture the capture the movement. Uh, they were had just finished touring and had nothing written uh, to put out an album so they uh, went in the studio and basically assembled, assembled a lot of a lot of the tracks from the crisis or the, I'm sorry from the Crime of the Century sessions and some older sessions and to put this album together they ended up writing two or three tracks to go along with it and then uh, put the album out uh, uh, to meet the recording studio requirements uh, to, to you know like say sell trying to get out there sell a lot of records do what you got to do uh, it didn't sell as well as um, crime of the century for obvious reasons but uh, you know they had put a little more time into the next couple of efforts and, and put out some great albums in, uh, you know, Breakfast in America and and uh, one other album who eludes me off the top of my head, uh, but uh, great track from that particular album. The original uh, track we heard is actually a kind of a conflict uh, called Eternal Life from Jack Bu Jeff Buckley out of Memphis, uh, written by Jeff. His one and only, from his one and only debut album, uh, Grace, in 1994, uh, the, the issue there was his life was far from eternal. Uh, he actually died in you know three later, three years later in 1997 from a fluke swimming accident. Um, he's most uh, notably known for his version of Hallelujah by, by Leonard Cohen, maybe the most famous, uh, best version of that tune that's ever been recorded. Uh, it's also on that album, uh, but, and the rest of the album is very, very melodic, pop rock. Uh, he's got a great voice, but he's always been a fan of Led Zeppelin and wanted to include something that's hard rock, guitar-driven on the album, and this particular track, Eternal Life, uh, fit the bill, so it was included. Uh, uh, as the story goes, when he died in that freak accident in the Mississippi River, swimming, he was actually heard singing a Led Zeppelin song as he was swimming along, and then he got engulfed by a uh, a wave from a boat passing by. Was never heard from again. And found his body a few days later, and uh, you know, crushed a, a just an epic talent uh, waiting to be heard from. And, you know, we we lost him way too soon, and uh, he, this first album was just you know uh, a sign of the times to come from him.
so there you have episode two of Random Song Encounters. I think we'll call it Computer Camp Soundtrack to go along with our uh, Computer Camp Adventures and the song itself. Uh, thanks to everyone for listening in again. Hope uh, you enjoyed the, uh, the information and the tunes we passed along. And uh, let's do it again next week. Uh, I'll see what we can come up with and go from there. Till then, take care. <laughs>